Retail stocks have been a wild west. The latest is Lovesack dropping big this morning on earnings, but then kind of grinding back here in the afternoon. Brian Nagel joins us from Oppenheimer Co. covering the business. Uh, so uh, the stock uh, was uh, near its highs last fall, but it's generally just been on a steady trend lower, Brian. Uh, the latest tier stock down 3.5% was a lot worse this morning. Walk me through the way you saw these earnings. Oh, hey, good, good afternoon, Oliver. So look, I mean, all, uh, Lovesack has really proved itself an extraordinarily volatile stock. Um, I, I, I think, and as I've mentioned on your show before, I mean, behind the stock price volatility, I think there's really a very interesting, compelling, up-and-coming you know, uh, company with a, 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 a very a fantastic longer-term growth story here. But the stock has been volatile. Like you pointed out, we've had a nice rebound through the day. We can talk about that. But I think you know what's really weighing upon the stock just lately has been these broad-based macro concerns of, of, of the retail economy heading into some type of recession. If uh, we get a recession, uh, where do the sacks rank? on uh, uh, what is discretionary and, and what is not. You know, I break a lamp, I gotta fix it. Uh, Love sack, it seems like, uh, you know, this is maybe a little bit of a, a luxury, uh, perhaps. Where does it fit uh, in terms of some of the other businesses we've talked about, like restoration hardware? Yeah, so look, it's, I, think, I, think, I think it would be a stretch to say that this is a necessity. You know, it's, it's, it's well-built, it lasts a long time. You know, in some cases, particularly, you know, maybe against an RH type product, it is, it is less expensive. But it's, I think it would be a stretch to say it's, 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 a, it's a necessity. So what happens with, with home furnishings during periods of economic weakness is that, you know, consumers are, they're, they're, first of all, they may not be buying homes, uh, or at least as quickly. They, they're more likely to kind of stick with what they have before they replace furniture. But I think, they're, you know, the real key, if I think about what protects a company like Lovesack the most in some type of recessionary environment is just the underlying growth. I mean, this is still a small brand. You know, so what we've seen historically during periods of you know, consumer, broad-based consumer weakness, it does, it, these younger growing brands can sort of say grow through, grow through the macro weakness. I think that will be the case here with, with Lovesack. Man, it's a tough market. I mean, the sales up 40%. That's uh, pretty solid stuff. Were they doing even better during uh, COVID? I mean, is, is that the catch? Were uh, their boom out of the gate when they started putting up those uh, walk-in shops and stuff? I know we got here one in Chicago on the West Loop. Oh, so uh, let, me, let me see how to answer that. So it's, what's interesting today, so earlier this morning, Lovesack uh, reported its, its physical Q1 results. And look, the results were great. Okay, there was really no issues whatsoever in those results. If you compare them like to back to what the company was doing through the pandemic, I'd say you know it's probably a bit softer. Okay. But again, this is on top of difficult comparisons. The issue for the stock this morning, I think this just speaks to what a, how fickle this market is right now, is that on their conference call, the CEO said, and I think he did it very well. He said, Look, there's been some lately, there's been some some sales softness. And they were talking primarily at their opening price points, and it was—it seemed to be quite minor. I spoke with him for a while on the phone afterwards. You know, it's yeah. I think he was smart to call it out, but it's really not moving the needle much for this company. And I think that's why the stock rebounded through the day. I think the market, sort of say, came to the realization that this this sales weakness was not as significant as maybe initially thought this morning. Okay, and uh, you've got an outperform rating on the stock, but a price target just a little bit above where we are. So you're not thinking this needs to make a trek back to the highs, but that uh, it, it doesn't deserve to be, I guess, beaten up quite like it is. Well, no, I, look, I've got a 95 stocks right now, you know, kind of uh, upper 30s. Oh, okay. Uh, 
but I've got a $95 price market. I, I think, you know, and I, I said this is a longer term price target, right? We typically set our, off number, we typically set our price target 12 to 18 months. So I don't think, I don't expect it to get there tomorrow, but over the next, you know, several quarters, I think this could be a much higher stock. Do they get that through uh, earnings growth uh, or is this going to require a shift in the markets of valuation metrics? From here, a bit of both, but I would say it's primarily earnings. All right, so Love Sack's got to get it together here. The sectionals, top line sales, pretty big, but uh, uh, maybe, uh, I guess, uh, not fast enough compared to what we got used to during COVID. All right, thanks, Brian, for the check-in again. Appreciate your help uh, with us navigating the retail space the last couple of weeks. Brian Nagel joins us from Oppenheimer. All right, with a look for Love Sack to get back to the all-time highs, 90-plus.